Everybody was subscribing. It's kind of surprising. That our speed is rising. Just like your mom's driving. Cause we're trash can. Go and like our Facebook and Spotify. Cause we're trash can. Wait, wait, wait. Time out, time out, time out. Michael, when did we become an 80s cover band? We did Journey last week and now we're doing all these 80s songs. What's wrong with us? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, maybe eventually a cover band could be under the trash can umbrella. Who knows? Trash can patent pending. We're still filing for the f paperwork because we had to shred the last stuff because of tax documents, if you remember in another episode. But anyways, I'm Chris. And I'm Micah. And this isn't Journey or any of those other 80s bands. This is the Donut Box Podcast. Well, Chris, another week, another episode. How you feeling, buddy? We're good. Guess what? Next week, we're going to record number 20. And boy, do we have a special story for you guys. So you guys are going to want to hear about the one of the biggest pranks or one of our best stories that we have. We absolutely love telling that story. So listen next week. Uh, but on this week, we want to shout out to all of our listeners. Guess what? I checked before we recorded. We are now up to nine countries at 18 states. we got a listener in Germany, so we're hitting that European market. Oh, man. I mean, I know we already had uh, Dublin and Brussels, Belgium, and they've been pretty consistent. But, hey, I mean, Europe's doing great. Shout out to our European listeners. You guys are really trash can OGs. I would really like to get into the uh, South America or the Australia or Africa, that would be great. But anyways, uh, I digress. Uh, before we get into it, we're just going to address the elephant in the room. We don't usually do a lot of current hot-button issue events. Uh, this is not that kind of podcast, but we're just going to go ahead and address the elephant in the room. You've all seen the memes going around, uh, the Will Smith, Chris Rock memes. Uh, I didn't watch the Oscars. I only ever care to, like, even though I'm a movie buff, I only care about who wins best picture and who wins, like, best actor or actress. Now, it's, like, all political, and I think there are other movies that could have won best picture, but I digress. So, uh, Micah, do you, did you see any of the, uh, Facebook video floating around or any of the memes floating around about Will Smith and Chris Rock? Oh, yeah. Now, I heard about it pretty much, I mean, pretty well, close after. I mean, it was like an hour after is when the first meme I saw. And I was like, what in the heck is this? I mean, as bad as it is, that's somehow sometimes how I get my news nowadays. You find a meme and you're, what in the world is this? When did this happen? Is this a Photoshop thing? Or like, what is this? And then all of a sudden you find out like, oh, Will Smith like slapped Chris Rock in the face. You're like, oh man, well now I got to go find the video, right? Well, when I actually saw it, it looked fake. It kind of looked fake. And I was like, is this like some kind of stunt sketch or like what? But then well, apparently what happened was Chris Rock was like making a whole bunch of jokes. Of course, he was roasting different people in the room. And he got to Jada Pinkett Smith. And of course, she has alopecia. So her head was shaved. 
And the joke was, Jada, I love you. Can't wait for G.I. Jane 2 to come out. And Will Smith laughed at it at first. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he just walks up on stage and then smacks the crap out of Chris Rock. And then he says, keep my wife's name out of your bleeping mouth. And uh, that's when I knew it was for real because he said it twice. And you could just tell he was like, you know, with the Will Smith that was like, why don't he want me, man? Like, that Fresh Prince? Yeah, that came out. So, uh, and then he gave a very emotional acceptance speech because he won Best Actor. And uh, I thought it was fake, but it was it was, it was was pretty serious. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. But um, I've heard a lot of people's opinions of who was right, who was wrong. You know, you, my personal opinion, I think they were both wrong to a certain extent. I mean, the thing about it was... I get it, you're roasting people, but really, sometimes, um, I mean, if you're at an official roast and you're, like, roasting the person, it's kind of off-limits, right? You know, that's kind of the unspoken rules. But when you're at something like an Oscar ceremony, yeah, you can tell jokes. I mean, you're a comedian, yeah, you can tell jokes at other people's expense, but never with, like, health concern or things like that or, like, symbols or things like that. And that's just crossing a line. Um, but then again, I mean, really, Will Smith shouldn't have went up on stage and smacked him neither. I mean, I get it. It's your wife, right? I get it. And But at the same token, I mean, you're also talking about a, a man that's trying to host an award ceremony on stage in front of all these people, which Chris Rock, I will say, he recovered quite well. I mean, if somebody smacked me in the face, I'm probably not going to recover that well. He did pretty good at recovering and just kind of played it off of like, wow, I just got smacked in the face. Well, you could you could kind of tell that he like was a little thrown off and he was like trying to get his bearings. I will shout out to Denzel Washington and Tyler Perry because apparently they like talk to Will Smith and pull him aside and they comfort him. And Denzel was like, man, he and Will Smith even like said it in his acceptance speech that Denzel went over and talked to him and said, you know, be careful when you get to the top because that's when the devil comes for you the most. And, man, I love Denzel, not just because he's an actor, but, dude, you could just see him, like, showing wisdom and just being, like, a voice of reason and a cool head. But, anyways, that's that's enough about that. We're not here to talk about that. We're here to do a – we got a show to do, dang it. So our first segment is The Old Fashioned Donut, which is a story from our past. Now, I, before I let Micah tell the story, I'm going to preface this. The church that we went to, uh, it wasn't necessarily Pentecostal, but it did have Pentecostal roots. And so they were very big about uh, guest speakers and uh, no disrespect to the leadership, but they usually brought in some like weird uh, hokey folks sometimes. Their judgment was not the best. And uh, they had this revival uh, with this guy and tell them about the guy that they brought in. So this was definitely probably, and I would say he's one of the most out there people that they ever brought in. Wouldn't you say so, Chris? He was pretty out there. Yes, he was very out there. Now, like, of course, people seem like Benny Hinn and like those kind of people. He was along those lines. They did actually try to get Benny Hinn to come, but Benny Hinn had like all these stipulations in a contract. Like you have to have this amount of temper- room temperature. The water has to be this room temperature. I have to be picked up in a certain kind of car or I'm not coming. And it was just way too many stipulations. Uh, but anyways, I digress. But uh, Tommy Zito, I remember the first time we had any sort of contact of, oh, this guy's coming to our church. They played this video 
And you got to think, uh, we're all we're all pretty much Pentecostal here, and so we're used to a certain appearance, a certain look, especially from guests, preachers, and pastors. And you know, they show this guy, and he has, uh, you know, he's got spiky hair, which first of all, for a pastor, is pretty edgy for for that sort of thing, especially you know, for like a youth pastor at the time, that's not so edgy. But for somebody who's coming to speak to everybody, it's a little edgy. He had the popped collar. I'll never forget that he had the pop collar and he had these really I don't know how exactly to describe them the very 2005 techie glasses like I don't I don't know how exactly to describe them they were very how would you describe them Chris I would say that he could have been a model for lens crafters or stand up they were very trendy like designer glasses yeah I mean they they definitely were and I mean you got to understand this was something that was out of the norm for us. I mean, looking at this guy, we're going, wow, this is really different. This is very different. And so he comes to our church. Um, and as some of these traveling preachers do, he had a, he had a bus basically like, you know, your favorite band would take from on their road trips. He had one of these buses and I remember he pulled into town and he brought his wife and kids and he even brought his whole little crew and we called them his goons because they were, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, but they looked a little sketchy at times. I mean, they they wore the black suits. They stuck next to him like the entire time, like they would not leave his side. And it was really, it was it was really really odd. It was like his security team, I'm guessing. But the weird part is, at the end of the night, whenever he had his services, he would not dismiss. Like, he wouldn't dismiss or say, all right, y'all be dismissed, nothing. Like, homie would be, like, down there ministering, praying for people, and then just, like, dip out with, like, no word, nothing. Like, him and his goons, like, made an exit, and then everyone's just like, can we leave? Like, is it time to leave or, like, what? But homie would, like, wouldn't say nothing, wouldn't say bye, wouldn't, like, be like, okay, I'm going to leave, but if y'all want to stay here, minister, y'all free to go. It was weird. Yeah, it was very weird, and it, I remember it was it was one time we kept our eyes open because it was a week-long revival thing. It was a Sunday to a Sunday, and so basically it was almost every day of the week you went to church to hear what this guy had to say, and I just remember he was very, very big on going out and ministry. Like, he was very big on, like, going and beating the streets. In fact, he gave us little script cards and everything, and there was several occasions we went out and were, like, praying for people and whatnot. But as far as him leaving early, yeah, it would be – you. we kind of got a gist of the time. It was right about 10 o'clock p.m., is when he would start dipping out. And what he would do is he would start doing this big prayer and everybody come down to the front and shut your eyes and, you know, really just press into the Lord. And he would do this whole thing. And Chris is right. He'd be up there. He'd be praying. He'd be ministering. He'd be speaking. And next thing you know, so we just kind of kept an eye on him. He literally started backtracking. Like he literally just, he was still like facing the crowd, but he started going down the aisle towards the back door and he was just kind of kind of slowly walking. And then before he left, there was like the sound booth on the left-hand side. And he would just take his microphone and put it on the sound booth. And him and his goons would leave. And you would, I mean, and most of the time, it, the services probably went on for 30, 45 minutes. Because nobody really realizes he left. Because like Chris was saying, we're all used to, okay, now you're dismissed or, you know. 
praise the Lord, we're going to have prayer, and you guys are dismissed, or whatever. Never happened. Um, but yeah, I, I just remember there was a lot of outreach that we did because of that. Um, and the main motto was really, really gloom and doom. I remember it was, um, it was literally, if we don't burn, they will. That was literally his motto. You remember that Chris? You know, if we don't burn, they will. Yeah. I remember that. And like, it was all about fire and uh, when he would go down there and pray, he'd be like, fire, 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 fire. And he'd be like, take it. It's yours. And I'm like, bro, like, what are you doing? And uh, there was this popular song during that time called Jesus Messiah. And he would sing it. And it was like every night. And uh, his voice cracked every time he sang it. So he'd be like, Jesus Messiah? And you were j he would just like sing it. And we were just like... I'm not going to lie, bro. He kind of gave me, like, David Koresh. If y'all don't know who David Koresh is, like, the Waco. Uh, he kind of gave me David Koresh cult leader vibes. I didn't go out and do the outreach as much. I went to the services, uh, but it was just really kind of weird. And, I was like, I something just didn't feel right in my uh, in my gut, in my spirit about it. No, I, I totally get you. It, um... That was definitely one of the funniest parts, though, is when he was singing. And it wasn't just the fact that he was singing. So I felt really bad because he brought some people from like a band with him and they like worked in collaboration with ours. And I felt really bad for them because a lot of time when he was singing, he would say the lines before they would. So like that song, Jesus Messiah, he'd go, Jesus Messiah. And then they would sing like Jesus Messiah. And then the next thing it's like, Lord of all. <laughs> and it was just like he would literally say it like you know just a few seconds of and then the choir would like kick in and it's just like oh man uh, dang but the outreach was interesting just a little side note and we'll wrap this segment up but um did some recon at this flea market one time i say recon because that's kind of how it was you know they gave you a little script card you go out there and it's your whole entire purpose is to find some people to pray with or take them back to your church or whatnot. And um, I remember there was like this one vendor and he was like, he's like, yeah. Um, he's like, you step away from me. I'm Satan himself. And like, he started talking about like how he was like full of demons. And I remember like freaked me out. But um, I think back about that experience now and I'm like, you know what? The dude probably just wanted the 14 year old trying to minister him to, to step off and scare him off till he wouldn't come back. Uh, I don't really think he was. I mean, because nothing really else kind of gave that vibe. He just seemed like he was kind of annoyed. So I think maybe that's what was going on there. But it was definitely, um, it was definitely interesting having to go around and read a script to somebody. Kind of wasn't. It wasn't natural, my opinion. Yeah, it was really weird. Uh, if you've been listening to us uh, for a while, we've been raised uh, in a kind of weird traditional uh, church. It was it was really weird. Uh, but anyways, that was our old fashioned donut segment. Uh, we're gonna like after the next week, we're gonna start making uh segments, and it's called. It's not just gonna be stories from our past. It's gonna be crazy characters from our past because we've met a lot of interesting people, and I promise you, we can make a sitcom off of these people. But what's the next segment, Micah? The next segment is the jelly donut, which is our jail report. <laughs> And, oh, man, Chris, do I have one for you. Are you ready for this one? 
Oh yeah, I'm ready. So the headline is, a woman is arrested after assaulting man with butter. Ooh, why are we always picking like the crazy people, like the Tabasco hot sauce for the first one, and then they're using like crazy a water gun for like a water one of gun, them, yeah. and then like the broken plate. Like we just, we just absolutely pick, and they're all like not to be like gender biased or anything, but it's all like women like in these that are like the aggressors. It's like on Snap or something, and I'm like, bro, like where are we finding these stories? I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I don't I don't know either. And uh you know what the funny thing is, it's it's kinda like we talked about a couple of weeks ago with the water pistol. Why does it always happen in Florida? This one's in Florida. Like what's up with that? Uh I don't I don't know what's going on in Florida. I guess the humidity gets to people or something, but anyway, so uh, this this lady, we're gonna call her Liz, what we're gonna call her. Uh so she was arrested after deputy said she was involved in a with a in a food fight with her roommate. So Apparently, they were having like this cooking contest, and as weird as that sounds, they were having a cooking contest because they had a lot of old food in the fridge, and so they were trying to get rid of as much as they can, but they were like cooking it and see how they can use it in different ways, I guess. Well, apparently, the roommate insulted her cooking in some manner, and so she threw (laughs) across the room a tub of Smart Balance Butter. And apparently it struck him, and she told deputies that she'd been drinking vodka at the time, and that could have led to it. But um, (laughs) I think the best part about the whole entire story here is, you know, I'm reading this article, and at the very last, the very end line is, that's no country crock. And I thought that was was a great line for that. but apparently, yeah, the roommate pressed charges. I mean, it had to be like a decent size because those tubs are kind of heavy. Like they're almost like bricks. Like that because the t- get if you get hit with one of those, it's gonna hurt like bad, bad. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, I like the idea of uh, having a cooking contest because you have the whole food and you don't want it to go to waste. But uh, yeah, definitely, if alcohol is involved, you're gonna uh, you're gonna be having some uh, choice words, and I'm sure she wasn't upset too uh, happy that uh, he insulted her cooking, but man, to throw butter and for it to hit him, and then dude, where was it at in Florida? Uh, it was in Naples, so that's that's like on the, the western coast of Florida, like it's south of Tampa and Sarasota and Fort Myers, like all the way kind of at the bottom. It's uh, right butt up against the swamp pretty much well they must have like kind of strict laws in florida as far as assault and battery goes because i mean the last one with the water gun was like in florida so but i mean you know of course he's gonna probably have some obvious visible marks if she threw a i want to keep calling it current country crock just because you said it, but that's not it's i i can't believe it's not butter simply butter what was it a smart balance butter smart balance oh Oh, so. well, it must have been very not very balanced. Then, <laughs> it hit him right in the, right yeah. In the eye. Yeah. Domestic so. violence is never okay. It's never okay, but in, in this case, I mean, I guess don't insult your cooking because then the cooking will come back to bite you in a way. I don't know. 
man, the things you find on the jail report. I mean, the whole reason why we did this segment is because, like, Micah and I, we used to just go through the jail report, and we would just look through it, and we'd find funny stories, and we're like, man, like, some of these, like, the craziest reasons why people get arrested, so, uh, hashtag jelly donut. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I like to think about the Little Caesars one where the dude held up a Little Caesars for a taken baked pizza because it wasn't done and it was like a specialty pizza or whatever. And it's just, you know, I, I I got a theory of why you hear more from Florida. Florida has a lot laxer laws when it comes to reporting these things. So I think that it's easier to get your hands on these stories because I think they release most everything that people get arrested for. And most states... Sometimes they'll just be vague and tell the charges and not really the story behind it. So maybe that's what it is. But I digress. I'm not sure. I don't know everything about Florida. Just want to retire there. Yeah, I agree 100%. After our segment last week, uh, I called I called Micah and uh, actually uh, my girlfriend asked me. She was like, she's like, what's your perfect idea of like retiring? I was like going to coffee with Micah every morning and talking crap and then uh, going fishing. That sounds like a great, great retirement. It does, and, and if you listen to our improv from last week, that's exactly what we'd be doing at the McDonald's every morning, too. All right, so what's our uh, what's our next segment? The next segment is the donut hole. And we're really going to change it up this time, Chris. We're going to change it up this time. We're going to talk about video games. Oh, that's good. Well, I mean, we talk about sports. We talk about movies. We've talked about uh, superheroes. I mean... We try to talk to like almost everybody. We've talked about church, almost everything. So uh, we talked about plane crash investigations. We've talked about conspiracy theories, except that where there wasn't the donut hole. That was the bear claw. But same segment slot there. Anyways, so today I was just going to discuss with my buddy Chris some of the games that we play. Um, so one of our favorites is Red Dead, Chris. So I, I just want to talk about some of the good things about Red Dead, some of the bad things about Red Dead. Now, if you haven't played Red Dead Redemption 2, it's a very good game. I highly recommend it. Go play. Um, now, one of the things I'm going to gripe about is the online version, but we'll get to that. But go on and play the campaign. The campaign is really, it's it's like a movie. It really is. Like it's It's got a great storyline. The cinematic effects are just great. Um, it's, it's really a fantastic game as far as visually and everything. Um, wish the online was better. It's made by Rockstar Games, if you don't know, and they made Grand Theft Auto 5, which it seems like that's all they want to keep up with online now is Grand Theft Auto 5 and not Red Dead Redemption. But Red Dead Redemption is, um, you're in the Old West, you're in the Old West, and you can basically, it's its like Grand Theft Auto of the Old West. You can do whatever you want, pretty much. And, um, boy, do we have some fun on there, especially playing online against other people, wouldn't you say? Yeah, we usually just go on there. That's where we, like, go to just kind of, you know, talk, catch up, talk, talk about the week, talk crap, like, and just have fun. I mean... Honestly, if you pay, play the campaign, like the story is one of those stories where like you get really super invested and I'm a history buff. So like the time period of the history is like when the old West is kind of dying out. So it's like that transition of the cowboy into the new like industrial society. And, you know, the weaponry on there is pretty realistic. Most everything on there is pretty much realistic. The uh, If you played the first one, um, the only thing that's 
is not as good about this one that the first one has is you can't like rob a bank. You can rob a bank on missions, but like on free roam, you can't really uh, rob a bank. Uh, I mean, this game has been out for a while, but uh, so if you haven't played it and you're interested in playing it, you should definitely go play. It's one of my favorite games. Yeah, absolutely. The other the other thing that I would love to have with Red Dead Two is the first Red Dead Redemption. Um, the map ex- extended all the way down into Mexico, and I think that would be really cool because I remember in the first one, um, you know, I'd get into a bunch of trouble in the U.S. that I'd cross over into Mexico, and it was always kind of that fun experience of. Almost kind of that real life old west feel of because that's that's exactly what outlaws and things would do back in the day. They would get in a bunch of trouble, cross over into Mexico, and go on a gambling trip till they come back. <laughs> and uh, so it was always pretty fun. This uh, next one, before I go into like another video game that I think you guys should check out, um, there is a little side quest in the campaign, and uh, basically, I'm gonna just spoil it for you it's this brother and sister and this guy is like probably like 500 pounds like he's big boy and you come to their house and they're all like yeah we're gonna offer you shelter but then they wind up like beating you up and taking all your money right so you're like you lose all your money everything like all your weapons and you're you're pretty mad at this point and it turns out that they are brother and sister yet they have a incestuous relationship and so what we like to do is we like to save it at that point and we try to go back and uh see how many different ways we can uh kill the brother and sister it's it's pretty it's pretty interesting now i will tell you you can't hog tie uh the brother because he's like 500 pounds and it's gonna break your horse it won't let you even hog tie him but definitely, if you're a Red Dead Redemption player, figure that out. Uh, it's 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 great. Do you have anything else to say about this game? Because I'm going to recommend another game. The only thing I'll have to say is uh, if you're looking in Red Dead and you're trying to find what we're ha- talking about, I'll give you a little hint. It's a it's a pig farm in the swamp. Yep. Uh, I recommend this game, and it kind of came out like maybe a year, maybe two years ago, and it was free on PlayStation. Uh, it's called Star Wars Squadrons. That's a pretty fun game. Uh, Micah and I like to play that game because you you can either be the rebels or the uh, allies, or is what is no the Empire or the rebels. That's the that's Imperial. Sorry, I'm yeah. thinking of Access and Allies. Sorry, another nerd game. <laughs> but <laughs> you can like basically you're in this starship fleet and it's like a pilot game, and uh, you're driving this starship and you're trying to blow up other starships and see who's the first to blow up the other person's uh, or the other team's starship. I like it's different because it's a different Star Wars game. It's not necessarily like the Jedi and you're fighting the, you know, Clone Wars. You're like in the air and I, it's a it's a different game. It's a pilot game and I know Mike appreciates that game as a uh, airline enthusiast. Yes. No, I I definitely like it. Um, it could be really challenging sometimes, especially when you get to those maps where there's asteroids everywhere or it's enclosed so those maps can be just really challenging sometimes and i like to think to myself that i'm skilled at doing it but i'd be running into stuff all the time yeah man it's it's definitely it's not one of those games that you just play like leisurely it's one concentration for sure but i I think it's a great game i'm pretty sure it's pretty cheap i think it's like maybe 20 bucks maybe 10 bucks now uh but i like it so those are some of our favorite video games yeah, and um, so we we enjoy playing them. Hey, maybe we'll see y'all on live sometime. Yeah, but our next segment is 
What fries my donuts? You know what fries my donuts? What fries your donuts, Chris? It's not really what fries my donuts. It's more or less a show. And that show is The Bachelor slash The Bachelorette on a network that is starts with the alphabet ABC. Um, hopefully that won't come for us. No copyrights. Uh, but it. why does it fry my donuts? And I'll tell you why. Because in real life, if that ever happened to you, if you were a guy and you were seeing a girl or you were a girl and you were seeing a guy that was seeing 20 other guys just to see which one they wanted to go out with, you would get mad. You would get really upset and you would get really just mad that they were cheating on you. But yet it's okay for us to support this one person that is that is over there just trying it out, kissing, not just going on dates all willy-nilly. And these people are signing up for this, like on a reality show, and I don't get it. And what really fries my donuts is after they pick the person that they're supposed to be with, then here we come. Three months later, it turns out, oh, yeah, they're getting back with their ex. Oh, yeah, something else is popping up. And I'm just like, Bro, what was the point of you even going on the show or even deciding you wanted to go on the show uh, as the main person, the bachelor or the bachelorette, if you're going to go back with your ex or you're going to just do some absolute crazy crap? And everybody on the bachelor or the bachelorette looks the exact same. They're all the same type of people, these clean-cut, uh, chiseled, muscular, athletic, white people. That's what it is. And it's not the fact that it's white people on there. I just don't like that show. I don't I don't like it either. I didn't. Shout out to my grandma. I don't know if she's listening, but she is uh she loves the bachelor. She loves the bachelor. She loves the bachelorette. It what just drives me crazy about that show is just the sheer fact like Chris said, I mean, what is the entire point of it? What is what is the whole point of it? Just so you can uh, you can have your little fun on your little retreat over here for free, basically, and have all that done. And I mean, the thing is, yeah, these are all like when when it comes down to it, they all do look the same, and they all like daddy's money. I grew up in L.A., and you know these aren't really my this isn't really my six pack. I had it implanted. And, you know, that whole thing. And they're all really superficial and they're all really fake. And it, it's it's really, it's not fun at all. And I don't know if you know this, Chris, but you know the quarterback Aaron Rodgers. You know his brother was on there once? I did not know that. I did know, however, that on, I guess, this season of The Bachelorette, uh, a local man from Lubbock is going to be on there. I heard about that, but I didn't know that. And I'm just sitting here like, man, like nobody wants to watch you get a rose or whatever it is and then see you all being a a promiscuous person. It's like, it's like, are there rules on that show, though, that they can't like sleep with the person or is there is it just like all bets, all bets are off? I don't. I don't think there's any rules. I don't. Like I said, I don't watch the show regularly. So I have. I have no clue like how it works or the structure of it. I just remember that I was over at my grandma's house one time and she was watching it. She was and it was talking about like yeah. So and it was the Bachelorette and she got to choose. She was like, you get to choose um, one of the guys to spend the night with you. What was it in like the the love? They shack? called it something. The love shack or something like that. And I was just like, oh, so literally we go we go test drive the car before we decide what we're going to do with it. 
go rev each other's engines to see what what we pull off the lot. And I'm like, you know, which it's it's funny. I shouldn't be called my grandma like this, but she's very, very religious, and I, I love her. It's just funny because when she's sitting there watching it, she's like, I don't agree with none of this, but I like this show. <laughs> it's like, okay. It's, and I, I don't know. Then again, I'm just going to broaden this out. The three-letter um, broadcasting company that puts out a lot of these items not a big fan of them in the first place either. Um, they have a whole channel for it. It used to be called Such and Such Family, and then they changed it. And that whole that whole channel was basically like that, whether it was reality shows or whether it was like sitcoms about the same kind of stuff. Now, I will go ahead and say this. I am kind of a hypocrite because I do like Flavor of Love. You watch the man, Flavor Flav. It's basically the same show, but it's with Flavor Flav, and he's got like 20 of these honeys or 30 of these honeys. And the thing about Flavor Flav, he's funny. He's funny and entertaining to watch, and he he can't remember all their names, so he gives them nicknames. And instead of giving them roses, he gives them uh, clocks, and he's like, yeah, yo, delicious, yo, toasty, yo, boots, come get this clock, man, come get this clock. And, like, they have to go on a date with Flavor Flav, and they have these challenges. Like, one of them, like, his mom was there, and his mom loved fried chicken. And the thing was, whoever made the best fried chicken for Flavor Flav's mom got to go on a date with Flavor Flav. And this lady made uh, raw chicken. And, dude, it's funny because Flavor Flav is just a character. And I'm just like, yeah, because he's all like, yeah, boots, go get this clock, man. Go get this clock. And it's just funny to watch because Flavor Flav, Flavor Flav got mad one time because someone had asked him something. And he was like, what you trying to do? Be Operation Super Duper Snooper on Flavor Flav? Like, he's just funny, man. But anyways, I hate The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. But I watch Flavor of Love. Yeah, but Flavor of Love, I feel like the difference is, I feel like they're a lot more open about what it is. At the end, they know they're not actually going to be with Flavor Flav. Like, it, it makes it very clear throughout what the entire thing is supposed to be. It's just, and so, I don't know. It's, it's a little different to me, but I totally get you. I can't stand either one of them. Yeah, so our next segment is the Mystery Donut, which is our improv segment. And we are going to play a game, and we're going to play Fortunately, Unfortunately. Okay, so our first scenario is going to be stuck in traffic. Do you want to start, or do you want me to start? I'll start. Okay. Fortunately, it's only 20 more miles to my house. Unfortunately, you only got a quarter of a tank left on gas. Fortunately, there's that big Bucky's off of exit 35. Unfortunately, their water system shut down, so the bathroom is closed. Fortunately, there's another gas station across the road there that I can go and use their bathroom. Unfortunately, we're stuck in gridlock, so we won't get there before your gas tank runs out. Fortunately, there's a Popeye's nearby as well, so I can hit and sit by happy self down and have some chicken. Unfortunately, everybody got the COVID, so they had to close it down. Fortunately, they had an emergency staffing event, which required them to hire four people on the spot. Now, they may not be good at chicken, but they're trying their best. Fortunately, they had previous records, so their background check did not come back clear. 
Fortunately, I was in the one hour they were cleared to work before they found out about the background checks. Unfortunately, you've had that chicken sitting in the trunk for five hours, so you'll get salmonella. Fortunately, I'll be in the hospital, so I don't have to go to work tomorrow. Unfortunately, you're going to be waiting in the waiting room for ten hours. I don't live there anymore. <laughs> yeah, uh, side note, me and Michael were in an accident one time, and uh, he actually went in the ambulance, and they took him to the waiting room, and he still had to wait like eight hours, and uh, there was a lady having like a seizure on the floor, and the nurses did nothing, and uh, he ended up just leaving, and uh, didn't get seen, none of that, so he was waiting eight hours. Yep. Left eight hours later, and actually it was a little longer than that, but yep, it was like one in the morning, and I was all worried about like internal bleeding and stuff like that, and I was sitting there going, well, if anything bad was going to happen, it would have already happened. I'm going home, and I'm taking ibuprofen, and everything worked out. So, all right, so the next scenario on vacation. Okay, I'll start. Fortunately, I got a good deal on this Airbnb. Unfortunately, they didn't clean up after the last guest, and they were here on spring break. Fortunately, they decided to move us to another room. Unfortunately, it's going to be a $400 surcharge. Fortunately, we have a nice view of the ocean. Unfortunately, there was the red tide this week, so there's a bunch of dead fish on the beach. Fortunately, I'm allergic to fish, so I don't even have to go in the water. Unfortunately, you being allergic to fish caused you to have a reaction and waited the waiting room for 10 hours. Fortunately, we get to go on a complimentary free stayed free paid for vacation to the mountains, so we won't have to worry about fish next time. Unfortunately, it was a timeshare tour, so now you have to listen to their four-hour presentation. Fortunately, they threw in free tickets to Dolly, Dolly Parton's Dixie Stampede, so we get to go to that. Unfortunately, it's not really Dolly Parton. It's just a hologram, and it broke halfway through the performance. <laughs> Dang it. You got me with that one. It was good. Okay, so the last one. What's the scenario on the last one? Oh, hold on. I was thinking of it. Um, Jury duty. I got a good one. Jury duty. Jury duty. Okay, perfect. I'll go ahead and start. Fortunately, we're all in agreement, not guilty. Unfortunately, I know the defendant, so he's going to come after me. Fortunately... We all got free lunch before we get to go home today. Unfortunately, it was Wiener Schnitzel, which doesn't agree with my stomach. Fortunately, there's a free and clean bathroom because they just got done cleaning it. Unfortunately, the judge held you in contempt of court for that little outburst you had. Fortunately, that's one night away from my wife. <laughs> <laughs> you got me with that one, man. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. You did good with that one. All right, Michael. What's our last and final segment? It is our eclair segment, which is our positive advice for the week. All right. So my positive advice for the week is we all just need 
to find that inner balance. And I've talked about this before, but today I'm going to talk about something a little, little different with that. So the thing that we've, that I've really struggled with is I tend to teeter on this pendulum going, you know, really one way and then really far the other way. The thing is, again, we have to find a balance with everything. Also, you got to pick your battles um, and your battles definitely impact your balance because the thing is, I'm having to battle a few things right now and it's interesting how when you're not centered and where you're supposed to be, how it spills over into other areas of your life. It really has negative connotations. I mean, I don't know if Chris, have you ever dealt with that before where you've had issues in other parts of your life and it spills over with uh, the way you think, the way you react to certain things all because of something that's going on here, but it's so much and it's so vast to where it overflows in other areas because you're not looking at it in that center focus and balance. Oh yeah. I mean, definitely things can like happen at work and uh, you know, you have the tendency to take that home and then you, of course, you know, your friends and you know, your loved ones, you kind of start taking it out on them either consciously or subconsciously. And then it just kind of spills over. But yeah, I know what you're talking about. My positive advice for the week is combat that as much as you possibly can. Try to find your inner balance because I've noticed not just from myself, but from a lot of other people that are stressed, you somehow take the brunt of other people's stress all the time. And that's nothing that you can control. You can only control what you can control. But in that instance, try your best to stay cool, stay balanced, stay even keeled because just like you're stressed and how these situations are stressing you out really and truly the reason that a lot of these people are overflowing their stresses into your life is because they don't know how to handle it. And so the thing is, if we all find our inner peace, our inner balance, our inner center, then we'll start handling it better. And hopefully one by one, we can change everybody's perception to where it doesn't spill over. Yeah, that's good, man. Uh, my positive advice for this week is, uh, it's a little bit different, but uh, just an advice. Whenever you're like making moves, like maybe you're applying for a new job or you're about to get a new house or you're going to like change your major or anything that you're doing, you know, sometimes it's okay to not let everybody know until after it happens. Um, prime example, uh, you know, I, I'm actually going to be switching careers, uh, switching jobs. And in the process of that, I let my inner circle know, but I, you know, I haven't even told a lot of people yet until it's after it's happened. And, and why I say that is because there are times where p your haters, they're going to just try to do everything they can to throw it at you, try to get it to backfire in your face. And sometimes when you make moves in silence, like that's the best thing. And it's like when you get to that top, people are like, man, I didn't even know like that was happening. And it's like, well, like you didn't have to know, like I'm not I'm not here to brag. Like it's OK to not let everybody know. And uh, not everybody that starts with you is going to finish with you. So if you have those key people that are close to you and they know and they're supporting you, you know, you they can actually share and, and enjoy the process with you. Because, I mean, everybody wants to, like, congratulate you. And, so, and sometimes they want to, like, take 
ownership and be like, oh yeah, it was because of me that like I got you promoted or this and that. And they're, they want to celebrate with you when you're at the top, but you weren't even there with me when we were in, you know, in the deepest, darkest places and I was crying and in the hard times. So it's like, if you have your inner circle and they're the only ones that know that's okay. And then you can enjoy that with them once it does happen. Um, I hope that makes sense, but it's okay. You don't have to let everybody know, you know, your life is your life. And, you know, a lot of people want to put things on social media to brag uh, and to show it in other people's faces, but you know, you don't really have to. So making moves in silence is not necessarily a bad thing. No, and um, I'll put it this way too: making your moves in silence, it it negates certain things. Like it negates those haters doing things, like shoving it in your face. I've had that happen a lot, where you tell one too many people, right, and then it gets around, and then life is unpredictable. Things happen sometimes, and the next thing you know, on top of maybe your disappointments, now you have people in your face going, oh, I thought you said you were going to do this. I thought this was going to happen. I thought this was going to happen. And then that's in your face. And that doesn't make things any easier. That makes the bat a little bit more uphill, um, at least mentally from my state. But I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to expand on that just a little bit uh, here and then we'll, we'll wrap it up. But, you know, Mike and I have been through, uh, you know, certain situations where, you know, we've had to not reveal the whole playbook because, you know, if you do, those haters will, you know, take advantage of it. And you, you, and you know, they'll, they'll reveal their playbook, but you don't necessarily want to reveal your playbook. You know, a good coach doesn't always reveal his best plays. So that's all I had to add on that. But what were you going to say? But no good word, Chris. Um, I agree with that a hundred percent because it's, um, it's really good to have your inner circle to celebrate with those people. And really and truly, a lot of other people don't need to know. It's none of their business, and sometimes you got to carry it that way. Um, but anyways, we are so happy that you guys listened this week um, on episode 19. Still can't believe we're about to hit 20, man. Yeah, 20 is coming up fast, and we're going to have to do it big for 20. We're going to have to do it even bigger for 25 because that's a feat. Oh yeah, and I mean, hey, we're we're still plugging and chugging, and um, we're enjoying every minute of it. But go ahead and check out the website tvtrashcan.com, tvtrashcan.com. Uh, probably going to be in there a little bit this weekend, making some changes, uh, probably cosmetically more than anything. But hey, come check it out. You're more than welcome. Come uh, like, follow, and uh, subscribe on all of our platforms: Facebook, YouTube. Spotify. It's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun. I know you would love to hear us for four hours. I think an hour is good enough. I would get tired of hearing myself for four hours, but uh, we hope to hear from you guys next week. Thank you guys so much for listening to us. It really is a pleasure, and we love you guys so much. So we are going to blow this popsicle stand, get the heck out of Dodge, all those other dads, hit the road, Jack, uh, but we will come back. Some out, some out, some out. Uh, I'm Chris. And I'm Micah. And this is the Donut Box Pack Podcast. We're taking it out to the trash, y'all.